Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Coming up at about 1.15, Michael Phillips, our good buddy from the Richmond Times Dispatch. He's out in nowhere land, the magical place known as Ashburn or the command center, whatever they're calling it. Michael Phillips is there. We will talk to him in the next 10 to 15 minutes. He'll give us the latest on what's going on out there. Brian Robinson. I'm seeing some videos on Twitter. He's on the practice field and hopefully is going to be good to go this Sunday against the Tennessee Titans. Right now, though, we're talking about that commander's offense and the struggles that they've had through the first four weeks of the season. Everybody is to blame. Carson Wentz, Scott Turner, and this offensive line. Right now, though, I'm trying to figure out who are you blaming the most? I gave you some of the numbers on this commander's offensive line. They're ranked 31st in pass block win rate. How are you supposed to have success? How are you supposed to have success when the guys up front aren't doing their job for you? There was some plays in the Dallas game. It was a play. I believe Pete Haley tweeted it out. It was a play action. And as soon as Carson Wentz boots off the play action, there's a guy right in his face. How could you expect him to be successful in certain situations when this offensive line isn't giving him a chance most of the time? But look, I'm, I'm of the same mindset that you guys are, though. We paid him 28 million dollars at some point you got to overcome the adversity at some point you can't let the negativity around you bring your play down look at Joe Burrow in Cincinnati their offensive line last year was god-awful but guess what Beans found out how to deal with it Joe Burrow figured how to make chicken salad out of chicken you know what and that's what we need from Carson Wentz right now especially especially when you're accounting for $28 million against the cap. 301-230-0980. I want to hear from you guys. You can get at me on Twitter as well, N-E-L-L underscore BTP. Who do you blame for the commander's offensive struggles? Carson Wentz, the offensive line, or Scott Turner? I told you I'd give you some numbers here on just how bad Carson Wentz has been through the first four weeks of the season. Carson Wentz through four weeks is averaging six yards per attempt. That's good for 29th in the National Football League. Behind names like Daniel Jones, Baker Mayfield, Davis Mills, Jacoby Brissett, Marcus Mariota. It's been bad. It's been that bad. And when you're keeping that type of company, how good are you? How much are you actually worth? Carson Wentz, through the first four weeks of the season, 22nd in the National Football League in QBR, behind guys like Ryan Tannehill, Jimmy Garoppolo, Matt Ryan, Jared Goff, Jacoby Brissett. 
There's a bunch of Jags on that list. When I say a Jag, shout out my man Grant Paulson. He's just a guy. That's what that means when I'm calling you a Jag. You're just a guy. And when you're paying someone $28 million, man, you can't be just a Jag. You got to be someone that elevates your teammates. And that's what we're missing right now from Carson Wentz. The ability to elevate your teammates and the ability to overcome the adversity and have success despite what's around you. I want to hear from you guys, though. Team 980 listener lines wide open. 301-230-0980. I miss y'all, man. We went a whole day yesterday. No calls. Thugging it. Today, man, I want to hear from y'all. How you feeling? Something I said yesterday. What's your one word right now to describe the Washington Commanders? I want you to give that as well before you section out your blame for the Commanders' offensive struggles. Give me your one word to describe the Washington Commanders right now this season. Let's go to Will. Once to happen. What's going on, Will? Hey, what's up, brother? How you doing? I'm good, man. How are you? Good, good. My one word is cooked. <laughs> and they are done. Not the good kind either, huh? Nah, nah. <laughs> not at all, man. You know what I'm saying? And I'm going to tell you why I feel this way. So my my blame is going to neither of the two you just said, but the entire coaching staff. Because they put this together, and Ron doesn't seem like he realizes how bad it is or like he's trying to deflect. Because if you don't see how bad of a situation this is right now, you're not, count, you're not competent. Nope. We already know that Daniel Snyder's not competent because he's let guys go who now have playoff teams. So we know about that. That's been highly discussed. But Ron Rivera, you brought these guys in. You brought Jalen Davis in, put him at a different position than he played in college, and now you want to blame him? There's not a player on this roster that completely changes their situation and makes them a playoff team. There's not a player on the bench. Heineke, Chase Young, nobody completely changes this situation around. Right now, you are not. Did the phone monster get him? Oh, he was going off. Look, I appreciate the call, Will. And he hit it right on the head. And I I was going to wait till later in the show to get to this, but I'll I'll be the bearer of bad news now. And Maybe I'll wait till Michael Phillips comes on. That's about Six minutes away, Michael Phillips, commander's beat writer for the Richmond Times-Dispatch, set to join us. He is actually out in Ashburn right now. So we'll get the latest on Brian Robinson and how he's looking on the practice field, and we'll get to see what that commander's offensive line looks like. Ron Rivera told us Monday, Sadiq Charles was going to be the man at right guard moving forward. Sam Cosme just had to have a hand surgery. So it looks like Cornelius Lucas is going to be out there. Sunday against Tennessee, You're rolling out a brand new right side of your offensive line. By hook or by crook, you had to make changes. And right now, the health of Sam Cosme makes you make a change. I know PFF has him graded as our highest offensive lineman. Sam Cosme hasn't been hot to start this year. I'm going to be honest with you. Sam Cosme has struggled to start the season. Hasn't been perfect. Hasn't been perfect. Hasn't been terrible either. It's one of those things where... Maybe the guy behind him provides more. And the interesting thing about Cornelius Lucas now being inserted into this lineup, if you all remember during that four-game win streak last year, Corn Lucas was holding down the right side of that commander's offensive line. Corn Lucas was the steadying force at right tackle for this football team when they were running the hell out of the ball and keeping opposing offenses on the sideline. That was probably outside of the, the win streak. In 2020, that was the best stretch of football we've seen Washington play since Ron Rivera's been here. And Cornelius Lucas was a part of that. 
So you know what that tells me? Ding, ding, ding. Maybe Corn Lucas should be getting some more snaps. I want to hear from you guys, though. 301-230-0980. Twitter and Instagram, you can tap it with me there as well. N-E-L-L underscore BTP. My man Justin says, it starts at the top with Scott Turner. If the defense sees Wentz and shotgun, they tee off. If the run defense sees Wentz under center, they play run. This is a pattern that has been figured out and why defenses know what's coming almost every play. I appreciate you tapping in, Justin. Look, that's a hell of a point. It is. Because the argument can be made. And during the during the in-game show Sunday with Logan Paulson and Denton Day, an absolute thrill for me. But getting to pick the brain of Logan Paulson is special. And when he is saying that this offense is getting predictable, I tend to believe this offense is getting predictable. I said it yesterday. When you have deficiencies like this up front, you have to call more screens and quick game stuff. That's not what I want for my $28 million quarterback. The bill of goods that we were sold is that Carson Wentz was going to come in here and open up the vertical portion of this passing game. Right now, I haven't seen it outside of week one. Let's go to John, who's at Columbia and wants to tap in. What's up, man? How you doing? Appreciate you. Look, man, the, the name, the, the word that comes to my mind is mislabeled. Mislabeled. These are not coaches. These are counselors. These are organizers. If they don't have an opportunity or they don't have the where. You dropped? The phone moss has been getting people, man. We got we to gotta get this going. 301-230-0980. Let's go, let's, go, let's go one more here before we hit the break. Jensen, my man. And Culpepper, give me your word first to describe the yeah, commanders yeah. And, then, and then tell me who you blame for the offensive struggles. Give me your word first, though. Uh, I'm, I'm realistic because I know <laughs> going into the uh, season, uh, the ingredients you have in any successful team uh, starts with line play. Yeah. So I'm realistic with what we had. So I'm not disappointed. I'm just, I just live in reality. Right. Also want to tip my cap to you because – you're probably the only one on this station that brings credibility to that microphone you're sitting at each day. So yeah, I appreciate, appreciate you, that. my man. It also sounds like you've been uh, taking your lessons seriously under Doc because for years he's been able to uh, take uh, his uh, astute knowledge of football and couple with passion. And I see the same thing from you. But with the Redskins, I still see that they need to fundamentally build the offensive line, and it's unfair to evaluate all the – different parts you can bring back brian robinson for example this sunday let him play and he gets 1.2 yards per carry due to poor line play yep. you suddenly turn on robinson so you know russ grim years ago in the 80s said it best the nfl is a game of injuries and you never know how your hand's going to turn out because you know in a 17 week season injuries are going to start nickel and dime and other teams and you got to stay the course and keep building no matter how bleak it looks right now one and three team can suddenly be competitive at Nine and eight or ten and seven. Hey, I appreciate the call, my man. We got to hit the break here. Michael Phillips of the Richmond Times Dispatch is set to join us. He's out in nowhere land, the place they call Ashburn, Virginia. Commander's on the practice field right now. Brian Robinson also was out there. Was he getting first team reps today? You'll find all that out and more next, right here on the Team 980 in the Odyssey app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Wow, is that the song Michael Phillips gets to come into? That's how you know we got a superstar on the line here on Burgundy and Gold today. Welcome back. Linnell Willingham here with you, taking you up to 3 o'clock here on the new Midday Show here in town. Burgundy and gold today. We always promise expert analysis. We got it right now on the Team 980 Guest Hotline. Joining us right now is Michael Phillips of the Richmond Times-Dispatch. You can follow him on Twitter at Michael P. RTD. What's going on, Mikey P? How you doing? Yeah, oh, yeah, great, great song. We're right in my time frame, too. So that's, <laughs> that's perfect. You know, I just need, need some more lights around here. Not enough, uh, not enough juice right now. Definitely not. I'll say this. You always keep it light, my man, and I love the work that you do. I'm going on your Twitter because I forgot your handle, and I see the first picture at the top of the timeline. It's not delivery. It's Deloro. Tell me a little <laughs> bit more about the new tackle of the commanders. Christian Deloro, get get to know him. Uh, yeah, uh, got got a new tackle. Uh, you know, you can't have too much offensive line depth. Uh, we we've learned that, and uh, I don't think he'll uh, I don't think he'll be bumped up to the active uh, roster for this week. But uh, uh, certainly, in light of everything that's gone down, I I would not be surprised if we see uh, more offensive linemen roll through here in the coming days. Michael, it would not be a big surprise if we saw rookie running back Brian Robinson suit up Sunday for the first time against the Tennessee Titans. Obviously, he was out there on the practice field today. Were you guys able to see any of the team portion of practice? And how do he look even in the individual drills? We just saw individual drills, but he looked great. He looks ready to go, and uh, I'm not going to pump any brakes here. I, he, he looks fantastic. Uh, he is in a good mental space right now, and uh, – I think that that's everything you want from him going into this first uh, uh, appearance. And, and look, he's going to bring a lot to the table. He, he can get a tough yard. He can move the pile. And you, know, you think about the second half against the Cowboys, the Cowboys are, you know, stacking the box against the run. Uh, you, you need a guy like that who on an obvious rushing situation is going to be able to deliver you the yards we need. Now I think we're going to hear from Brian Robinson maybe about three o'clock today. So, uh, you know, I, I think that'll be interesting to get his thoughts on uh, on all this and everything that's going on. But uh, I, I have no reason to believe he will not be running out of that tunnel to uh, big applause on Sunday morning. Michael, I don't want to be a Debbie Downer here, but when I heard that the team was planning to activate Brian Robbins, and I said, hmm, okay, it's interesting, but what is he really going to provide? Right now, the running game is not the issue with the Washington yeah. Commanders. You go back to Sunday in Dallas, 5.3 yards a carry on 27 attempts. I mean, that's nothing to sneeze at. You saw Jonathan Williams get involved more than he's ever been involved. Antonio Gibson seems to be running a little harder nowadays. How do you expect the carry share to go on Sunday when Brian Robinson returns, and what type of impact do you expect him to make? Yeah, I think particularly, Sue, so two wide receivers absent today. We'll start with that. Uh, oh, wow. Jahan, Dot- Jahan Dotson is not going to play Sunday, most likely hamstring injury. 
Uh, and uh, you got Curtis Samuel. He missed with an illness. They were very, very clear. Okay. Uh, team spokesman came over, you know, let us know. Not, not, a, not a physical injury, uh, just, just an illness, not COVID. Uh, but, but with two wide receivers, uh, what Brian Robinson does is allows you to move Antonio Gibson out and catch the passes. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, a couple of weeks ago, we would have said you don't need that. But, but certainly with Jahan Dotson out, I don't think anybody's been impressed by De'Ami Brown so far. Um, you know, it gives you another legitimate pass-catching option. So it wouldn't surprise me if all of Gibson's carries go to Robinson and we see Gibson in more of a hybrid role where, where he's going out and getting in space, doing the things he does better. To your initial point, you're not being Debbie Downer. You're right. Not, nothing rolls around here until the passing game gets fixed. You can't, can't win four yards at a time. You need some chunk plays at some point, and uh, this team hasn't been able to provide them. Michael, I've been interested because I listened to all the press conferences. Obviously, you all do a great job. Ron Rivera seems to be a little bit more testy nowadays than than he's been in seasons past, in my opinion. Do you think that's just the result of of the product on the field not being good, or or, or do you think there's legitimate frustration within the organization? You know, deeper than the play on the field. I think I think it's strictly results oriented. I think Ron Rivera thought they'd be better than one and three right now. You. And he hinted at, at that to us all offseason. He did not shy away from increased expectations in his third year, this being a team that, that's about to take the leap. He did not expect to be in this situation right now. And certainly after, after trading draft picks for $22 million worth of Carson Wentz, he did not expect to be in this spot where you're saying, what's Carson Wentz bringing to the table? You know, what, what's he doing that you couldn't have just done by grabbing a guy off the street? Now, you know, we're seeing other quarterbacks who switch teams struggle. Obviously, Baker Mayfield, Jimmy Garoppolo, they both they both been kind of uneven. Not not that they switch teams. The guys who you, you could have plausibly gotten the offseason. Right. So I don't know that I don't know that you can definitively say like, ah, you should have done this instead. Um, but Ron Rivera thinks thinks that this should be a better than a one and three team. He said that on Monday. Uh, said that on on Sunday as well. He's, you know, he expects this team to be better. And that's part of coaching in the NFL. You're going to bang your head against the wall until you figure out how to do it. Yeah, Michael, it was interesting. ESPN Plus, our our friends Dan Graziano and Jeremy Fowler put out a piece this morning, and they were talking about the quarterback situation in Washington, and it was headlined with Washington not looking to make a switch at quarterback. They gave a quote. It says, Washington is looking to make – Washington isn't looking to make a quarterback switch amid the commander's slow offensive start. Carson Wentz ranks 25th in QBR, but Washington expects him to play better in the coming weeks and believes he could be better supported mainly along the offensive line. Now, I, I, I try to – I get cynical when I, when I hear things like that coming from Jeremy Fowler because that means that was a direct quote given to him from somebody within the building. I don't think it's fair to try to place all of the blame on the offensive line, but it is fair to say as a $28 million quarterback, I expect Carson Wentz – to be able to better handle adversity and not have to be propped up. I think someone asked it in the press conference on Monday. It was a great question. Does Ron get frustrated at the fact that even though you're paying Wentz $28 million, you have to have everything be peaches and roses around him for him to succeed? When you hear that and you hear the quote from from Jeremy Fowler, what do you make of it? Yeah, He's not wrong. The offensive line is playing poorly. But, man, you know, we, it's tough to separate the two, how much of it's on Carson, how much of it's on the offensive line. What, what I know is, you know, they, they didn't have these issues in past seasons. And, you know, Carson Wentz, he's in Indianapolis last year. Indianapolis's offensive line is one of the worst in the league. Now, all of a sudden this year, they're, they're doing better. Um, they're more serviceable. So, you know, the, the variable there is Carson Wentz. Um, you don't know that, though, unless you make the switch. But I, 
I think it, I think it would have to be a far more desperate position to get Ron to make the switch. You think about four weeks into the season, you know, he's hanging his hat on. Look, Ron Rivera teams do always surge late. They're always very good in November. I think that makes these next couple of weeks crucial here. Two winnable games, Titans and Bears. Not saying they should win them. I'm just saying they have a chance to win them. Right. Uh, you know, if you can stay afloat, you get that late season surge to kick in. That that's what Ron Rivera teams do. You, you can put yourself in position to chase a wild card. But man, if these next two slip out of hand, you know it's 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 going to take more than a November surge to to get that fan interest back. I'm about to say everything is going to be on the table. Look, Mike, I call Ooh, I, I yeah. dubbed. I, look, I dubbed last week in Dallas a must win. I'm dubbing this week against Tennessee a win or else. <laughs> so I mean, clearly <laughs> the narrative is going to change, and you already see that it's changing. You guys, it's been different than years past, Michael. You guys have had the ability to go inside of the open locker room. Have you been able to sense any frustration within the players from a body language standpoint now that you guys are allowed to be a little bit more involved with them because of COVID? Yeah, you know, I, I think everybody's done their best to try to you know, rally rally behind the team so far. I, I thought I was telling last week Terry McLaurin shared with us that he'd had a chat with Scott Turner about being more involved. You know, Terry had options, man. He didn't have to yeah. sign that deal. And, you know, he, he's not here just to make money. He's here to win football games. and. And not only is he not winning football games, but he's not contributing in a meaningful way. And, and so I, I think frustration is very understandable there. Um, you know, you, everything always comes back to changes, obviously, when you're, you know, when you're one and three. I, I think having the Thursday game coming off of this one probably pumps the brakes on that. Nobody really wants to do anything on the short week. Mm-hmm. But then after that Thursday night game, you get the long week. You get the long weekend going into Monday. And, and you know, that's traditionally when you see changes in the NFL. So, I think we'll all kind of be eyes wide open coming out of that Thursday night game, especially if they lose in Chicago. Yeah, two big ones coming up, Michael. Obviously, depending on the way those two games go, could be dependent on how soon we see Chase Young. Based on what you're hearing, how's the rehab process going, and how close is he to being activated? Yeah, you know, they kind of catch a break on the short week because they're not going to have any real practices next week. So there's really no reason to start his clock. Um, You know, so I I would expect him to return to practice after the Chicago game, practice that long week coming into into the Packers game. You got Packers and Colts. Uh, I don't know if it'll be week seven or week eight, but I I think that remains kind of the the time frame that's being circled. Uh, I think that, you know, after the Chicago game, they'll have the weekend off. They'll come back for a Monday practice. Wouldn't surprise me to see him out there, then give him some pretty serious work, uh, you know, kick the tires, see where he's at. I'll let you go on this, Mike. Obviously, Sam Cosme going to have to miss some time. He got surgery yesterday, I believe. Cornelius Lucas, though, being inserted at the right tackle spot, and we now found out that Sadiq Charles is going to be the starter at right guard moving forward. It's a whole new right side of the offensive line. Sadiq obviously brings some athleticism in the screen game, and Cornelius Lucas was a steady Eddie last year during that four-game winning streak. How optimistic is this coaching staff that the switch at right guard and then Cornelius Lucas being inserted – how confident are they that that's going to get things kickstarted here offensively for this pass game? Yeah, I do. I do think there's a lot of confidence in Cornelius Lucas and what he brings to the table. I think there's less confidence in Sadiq Charles because he, he's really struggled in some of these practices. You were out here for training camp. Yeah. You saw that. Um, you know, he held his own against Dallas. That was great to see. Obviously, give him a chance with the whole week's prep, a game plan. Uh, you know, see what he can do. I, I think that's the one everybody's a little uneasy about. But I, I don't think there's any fear about Cornelius Lucas. And look. That's what you expect from an offensive line. Guys go down, next guy comes up. You know, maybe, maybe he's not as much of a superstar, but he provides steady production. Um, you know, I, that's what they need right now. They, they need just steadying of the ship, 
uh, and they need a quarterback who can get the ball out a little bit quicker, find the open receiver instead of trying to be a hero, that's going to help all of them as well. Well, look, it's win or else. Hopefully the next time I talk to you, we're not in such doom and gloom. Enjoy Tennessee. Well, enjoy FedEx, but enjoy the Tennessee game, my man. (laughs) Take care. All right, that's Michael Phillips of the Richmond Times-Dispatch. Make sure to give him a follow on the Twittersphere, at Michael PRTD. One of my favorite guys on the beat, really because whenever you're covering that football team, I can only imagine some of the doom and gloom days that there are in Ashburn, nowhere land as I like to call it. But to have Michael Phillips on your beat and get to crack jokes with him every now and then, man, it makes the pain a lot easier to bear. We're at the quarter pole mark, guys. Four weeks in, got 13 games left to go in this regular season. I think it's a perfect time for us to do a little quarter pole commander superlatives. I'm going to the phones here. 301-230-0980, N-E-L-L underscore BTP. We're going to do some quarter pole commander superlatives here. Pleasant surprises, biggest disappointments. Team MVPs, biggest underachievers, you name it. Commanders, quarter pole superlatives next, right here on the Team 980 in the Odyssey app. Big thanks to Michael Phillips of the Richmond Times-Dispatch getting us up to speed with the latest on the Burgundy and Gold here on Burgundy and Gold today. Linnell Willingham here with you for about another hour and a half here before the Hoffman Show takes you on your afternoon drive home. Right now, though, we're going to play a little game here. We're at the quarter pole, Mark, here in the NFL season. Washington, obviously, not out to the start anybody could have expected. But we're at the quarter pole, Mark. 13 games left to go in the season. I think it's a perfect time to do a little commander's quarter pole superlatives. We'll start positive here. My pleasant surprise award brought to you. They're all sponsored here, guys. Not by actual sponsors, but by guys who have won the awards in previous years. My pleasant surprise of the year award brought to you by Commander Safety Camera Curl. Now, Cam Curl is not my pleasant surprise. My pleasant surprise thus far, through the first four weeks of the season, has been Jamin Davis. I have been impressed. Jamin Davis coming off his best performance of the season against the Dallas Cowboys. He leads the team currently in sacks. And anybody who watches football with a keen eye the way I do, you can just tell things are slowing down out there for Jamin. He's more comfortable. He's letting his athleticism in elite speed Take over here. And right now, this Washington defense is doing a pretty good job here the past couple weeks. Obviously, the first half in Detroit, less than to be desired. But you give me the performance against Philadelphia, coupled with the performance last weekend against Dallas, Washington has been much improved, and Jamin Davis has been much improved. This is four weeks of this stuff. If I would have told you in, say, August, that through the first four games of the season, through the first month of the season, that Jamin Davis would be the man that leads the commanders in sacks. You probably think I'm a lunatic, but that is the case. He's doing a great job being rangy, playing sideline to sideline. The thing I love, though, 
is the way Jack Del Rio and company are deploying Jamin Davis nowadays. Look, I know he is fast and has sideline to sideline speed, but him running in coverage against wide receivers is not something I would like. We're seeing less and less of that each week. I love the way they're stunting him, using him on loops, playing games up front with the defensive tackles. That's great. Look at what Micah Parsons is doing in Dallas. Jamin Davis can be a similar type player. It's all about how they utilize him. Now it's time to get ugly. Time to get negative here. My biggest disappointment award, sponsored by Commander's cornerback, William Jackson III, of course. He isn't my biggest disappointment to start this season. He really isn't. My biggest disappointment to start the season, and I'm sorry, has been quarterback Carson Wentz. I gave you the numbers. It has not been pretty as a whole offensively for Washington. But that doesn't mean Carson Wentz is doing everything he can do to make things proper, so to speak. 29th in the National Football League in yards per attempt, behind guys like Daniel Jones, Davis Mills, Marcus Mariota, Justin Fields. When you're keeping that type of company, I said it earlier, when you're keeping that type of company, things probably aren't going to go well for you. Michael Phillips made a damning comment when he was on with us. Last year, the Indianapolis Colts offensive line and pass blocking was one of the worst in football. This year through four weeks, hasn't been much of an issue. Last year, Washington's offensive line was one of the best pass blocking offensive lines in football. This year, They've struggled. The common denominator in all of this is quarterback Carson Wentz. He's the biggest disappointment for me because when I pay a quarterback $28 million and I decide not to try to renegotiate his deal to create more cap, I expect more. Straight up. It's nothing personal at all. I'm about wins and losses, right? And right now, Carson Wentz is doing more to help us lose than he is to help us win. The bill of goods that we were sold this entire offseason was what? Carson Wentz being under center is going to open up the vertical element of this passing game. He's ranked 29th in yards per attempt. What vertical passing game has he unlocked? Tell me. Would you want to point to the Jacksonville game, which feels like forever ago, when nobody knew what to expect from this group offensively? Teams have figured Washington out. And right now, as far as I'm concerned, Carson Wentz has got two weeks to figure this thing out. If I don't see improvement within the next two weeks from Carson Wentz, what am I wasting my time for? You got Tennessee Sunday. Then you got Chicago on a short week. If you can't turn it around in the next two weeks against those two football teams, I don't know what to tell you. That's my biggest disappointment award sponsored by Commander's quarterback, William Jackson III. My team MVP, let's go positive here. My team MVP, sponsored by Commander's punter, Tressway. My team MVP through the first four weeks of the season has to be none other than Commander's defensive tackle, Deron Payne. And his running mate from the University of Alabama, Jonathan Allen. See, during these commanders, quarter post superlatives, it's like back in the day in the NBA when we had co-rookie of the year. Jason Kidd, Steve Nash. It's one of them. This is that type of situation right now in Washington. Deron Payne and John Allen are doing everything in their power 
to ensure that this thing doesn't fall off the rails. And I love John Allen whenever he gets up to the podium or whenever he speaks to the media. He was on with the junkies yesterday over on 106.7 The Fan. I love the line he gave. He said, keep that same energy. They were asking him how he felt about how vocal and passionate this fan base has been through the first four weeks of the season. People are ticked off, and they're letting you know about it. It's the beautiful thing about our nation's capital. We're outspoken. We have a democracy in politics. There's a democracy on the football field as well. We're going to tell you who we want, and hopefully the play on the field dictates who we should get. Look, John Allen and Deron Payne have been game wreckers to start this season. Last weekend against Dallas, Deron Payne has his best game of the season. Four pressures, a sack, doing it all. Being a game wrecker. Being a game wrecker. That's what I need for my first-round picks along the defensive line. That's what I need from guys that are expecting a hefty payday. That actually brings me to our next guy. The biggest underachiever award for the Washington Commanders through the first four weeks of the season. Sponsored by linebacker Jamin Davis. Now look, Jamin Davis, like I said, is my pleasant surprise award. But last year, you got to admit, Jamin Davis was the biggest underachiever on this roster. Based on the bill of goods, we were sold. I was told he was supposed to come in here and be the finishing touch to an already top five unit defensively. They regressed. That's why my biggest underachiever award is sponsored by Jamin Davis. The recipient of this award also plays on the commander's defense. And it pains me to say this because all summer long, I was telling folks about how this was going to be the year. About how this was going to be the time where we saw this man live up to his draft status. This was going to be the time in the season where we saw this young man put it all together and take that next step He was the most vocal player on the practice field during training camp. So I'm surprised. I'm surprised that in the box score, he's been mouse quiet. My biggest underachiever award through the first four weeks for your Washington Commanders, sponsored by Jamin Davis, is Commanders defensive end Montez Sweat. How many sacks Montez Sweat has in the first month of the season? As many as Paulie? As many as G from the shop? As many as Kevin Sheehan. (laughs) Zero. So at some point, like I said, we can blame coaches all we want. We can blame scheme all we want. Playmakers must make plays. And it's so crazy that we've gotten to this point. Because I'm old enough to remember just about 12 months ago, 13, 14 months ago, there were folks nationally over at ESPN Talking about Washington being a dark horse contender, not in the NFC East, but in the NFC as a conference. What was their biggest reason for saying those things? Oh, the defensive line is this. The defensive line is that. Montez Sweat. Montez Sweat hasn't done jack doodling through the first four weeks of the season. At some point, like I said, playmakers must make plays. And right now, Montez Sweat, while he's getting it done in the running game, I will give him that. Montez Sweat has been kicking people's ass in the running game. Our folks over at ESPN told us he's seventh in the NFL 
and run stop rate amongst edge rushers in the league. That's good. Guess what, though? You think the Buffalo Bills are paying Von Miller big-time money to stop the run? Hell no. You think Aaron Donald's making big-time money to stop the run? I doubt it. It's about getting to the quarterback. And that's why Washington's had so many issues. We've had trouble affecting the quarterback, and we haven't had any quarterback here of our own. That was fun. Commander's quarter poll superlatives. I'll go through them again. My biggest surprise award brought to you by Commander's safety camera curl, Jamin Davis. My biggest disappointment award sponsored by Commander's corner, William Jackson III. My biggest disappointment, man. It, it, it hurt me hard to say that because, look, I was the leader of the Wentz tribe. I was pulling the Wentz wagon. He's my biggest disappointment through the first four weeks. My team MVP, my co-MVPs, I should say, is the badass tandem in the middle talking about John Allen and Deron Payne. And my biggest underachiever, sponsored by Jamie Davis, is Montez Sweat. The floor is now yours. 301-230-0980. Call in and be precise when you call in. Give me your quarter pole commander's superlatives. Give me either a pleasant surprise, your biggest disappointment, your team MVP, or your biggest underachiever through the first four weeks for your Washington Commanders. You can tweet at me as well, N-E-L-L underscore BTP. Phone line's wide open. It's not like yesterday. You can talk to me today. 301-230-0980. I want to take calls on your quarter poll commander superlatives next, right here on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. Team 980 and always streaming live nationally on the free Odyssey app. Taking your calls right now. Team 980 listener lines wide open. Twitter, you can hit me up there as well. N-E-L-L underscore BTP. I appreciate all the kind words on the Bird app too, man. Don't think because I'm not reading them that I don't appreciate it. I just don't want to sound like a gloating monster on the airwaves. Because all show long, I get people tweeting me saying all these nice things. I love, 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 love when you guys do it. Continue to do it, man. I appreciate it. Look, I'm trying to keep the energy going here. I understand how difficult it is for everybody to root for this poor product right now. And I'm still of the belief, man, look, they're going to turn it around. But guess what? It has to start Sunday against the Tennessee Titans. Right now, though, quarter pole commander superlatives. We're a month into the season. One and three, obviously, is this football team right now. They've underachieved as a whole. Who's underachieved individually? Who's been your team MVP? Who's been your most pleasant surprise? And who's let you down? I want to hear from you. 301-230-0980. Let's start with our man Lou wants to tap in. He's been on hold for so long. What's going on, Lou? Give me your superlatives. Hey, big homie, what's going on what's with What's going you, on, man? How are you? Good, good. You? I'm great. I'm great. Doing what I love, man. Right, right. Um, so as far as, you know, who to blame, I think, you know, start with me with, with the coaching. I mean, you want to blame all these players, but at the end of the day, 
if these coaches ain't teaching what they supposed to do, like the the fundamental, like the fundamental same things, um, you know what we've seen, you know with with the O line and you know it's just you know they they they're not doing their job. So I just think that you know I start with the coaches. I know you know people want to blame the players because they they don't want to got go out there and execute, but I think it start with the players and Ron man, he didn't put you know. Um, a good roster, like you know, they they added a, a Carson what Carson Wentz, and that was it. That was the only thing they added, and you know, it, it shows that you know the guy's just a mediocre quarterback, and you you, you get what you pay for, and you got to deal with it. And if it's gonna cost him his job, I, I hope so, because I'm sick and tired of you know seeing this team. You know, every Sunday, you know, we got we get our hopes up, but you know what the deal is, man. You I know, do. They, 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 it's they, been they, tough. Yeah, so I just think that, you know, it start with the coaching. And like I say, man, they, they need to get it together soon, if not. Hey, your phone's breaking up. I appreciate the call, Lou. Look, Lou hits it right on the head every time. We're all disappointed. I think that's why we're so passionate about it. We all can bond over the fact that we're all fed up. Everybody wants a better product on the field. I'm saying this, though, and it might sound like I'm contradicting myself here, but I'm not. Look, I'm frustrated, but I, I can't give up yet. It's not fair to Jahan Dotson to quit on this team. It's not fair to Antonio Gibson to quit on this team. It's not fair to John Allen to quit on this team. It's been 20-plus years of failure. They're just getting here. Give them an opportunity to turn this thing around. I dubbed last weekend in Dallas a must-win. This weekend against Tennessee at home in your crib is a win or else. Like I said, 13 games left to go in the season. We've hit the quarter pole mark of the Commander's season. Let's give our quarter pole Commander's superlatives. 301-230-0980. Twitter and Instagram, you can tap in with me there as well. N-E-L-L underscore BTP. Who's been some of your biggest surprises, your biggest disappointments, team MVPs? Tell me what you hear. Tell me what you see. 301-230-0980. The Big Bad Wolf is on line 9 in the 757. Ready to howl and blow all our houses down, Pauls. Paulie, give me some commander superlatives for the first four weeks, brother. Hell to the W, man. What's going on? What's hey, going man? on, man? Hey, I wish Luke. I could talk to you yesterday, brother, because you, you heard me yesterday, hey, man. Hey, I heard you I heard you finally come over to my side a little bit, you know what I <laughs> mean? Hey, hey, but look, let me say this. Hey, Lou, I love you, man, but follow the damn directions, man. You ain't giving out one award, man. But look. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're crazy, man. I, I got two awards. And they got a comment for on one of your comments. Oh, right? Of course, go ahead. My first award, my first award, man. This is sponsored by John Bostic. The can't get right award. <laughs> the can't, can't get right award, and it's, it's a tie. And the tie is for Kendall Fuller. Mm. He just can't get right, no matter where you put him at. Hey, what's wrong with him? I don't know, boss. He just can't get right, <laughs> right? And Bobby McCain. Oh, There's two dudes in the secondary, man. Hey, boss, what's wrong with the secondary? I don't know, boss. You just can't get right. It's cr- just can't get right, man. Paulie, it's amazing, it though, going- because it seems like nobody wants to give Bobby McCain any slack. All we hear about is Kendall Fuller and William Jackson. I'm right there with you. Bobby you know McCain why? playing Bobby like Bobby Brown. <laughs> you know why? Because he never do anything. Yeah. He just can't get right. He, ain't, he never in the right spot. He never make the right tackles. He never take the right angles. He just can't get right. You know that. what I mean? I feel All right, so my, all right, so my, my, my um. My other award is the uh, most surprising and the most disappointing at the same time, and that has to be safety, Dirk Forrest. What? Surpri- 
No, no. Go ahead. Surprising, go ahead. Surprising, surprising how well he has jumped from year one to year two and, and enthusiasm and excitement and he makes plays and he's good. And I'm disappointed that day now that, that uh, Cam Curl is back, and, I, and I'm all for Cam Curl, but now they're cutting his snaps. Get, can't get right McCain out the game. And put Darren Forrest. I don't put your best 11 dudes on defense out there and figure it out, man. Hey, I appreciate you know the call, mean? Paulie. Look, I, I agree 110%. Derek Forrest snaps have been cut a little bit, but I think when we were out there in training camp, the initial lineup that they rolled out there with, Bobby McCain and Cam Curl as your deep safeties, they were using Derek Forrest at that Buffalo nickel spot. So, look, I, I think there is a way to get your best 11 on the field. Clearly, Derek Forrest is one of your best 11. Everybody's got to make plays, though. The, the, the issues in the secondary and playing the football has been absolutely garbage. Kendall Fuller and Bobby McCain on Sunday just burn the tape. Burn the tape. 301-230-0980. We're giving out our commander's quarter poll superlatives. Pleasant surprises. Biggest disappointments. Hell, even give me your team MVP if you got one. Let's go to Steve, who's in Houston, wants to tap in. What's going on, Steve? <clears throat> big dog. What's up, babe? What's up, man? How are you? Hey, doing super. Um, yeah, biggest disappointment, dude, Montez Sweat. I'll never forget when we drafted him. I wanted – I was a big Brian Burns fan when mm-hmm. he was coming out of Florida State. But, that's, yeah, that's neither here nor there now. You know, now look at him squad, now. Look, but, now look at him. Brian Burns has been giving the league hell the last three years. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. But, anyway, yeah, Montez Sweat, big disappointment, man. So, as a matter of fact, is he on a franchise tag this year? I think he's, I, th- I it, believe right? he's on his fifth-year option this year. And look, I'm of the yeah. mindset, man. I'm paying Deron Payne before I pay Montez Sweat. Sorry. You know what's it's funny you said that because you we know what two three years ago it was going to be these big D line problems because you said yep. you can't sign all four of them to premium contracts. I would have told you, you know, I was somewhat surprised. You know, Chase's rookie year, you know, Montez Sweat stepped up. He he balled out Chase rookie year. I think that was Montez second year. Um, but it looked like Payne was just kind of. Okay, not who we thought we was going to be solid. But to your point, what you just said, Payne gets the money now. Yeah. Is, unless Sweat just does something incredible. Yeah, but, I, but I'm, I'm totally with you on that money. Uh, yeah, I'm paying DeRon Payne. He's been balling. Um, I got to go with my man Paulie on uh, – I forgot what's the purpose if he gave Bobby McCain. I don't know if that was <laughs> the John Bostick. Look, 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 Steve, he said the John Bostick can't get right award. <laughs> <laughs> It can't get right. That's crazy. Literally. And um, so, yeah, Sweat, McCain, um, Scott Turner. Mm. You know, I was kind of on the fence with Scott Turner because, what you know, however long he's been in place, I didn't know if he was a good coordinator or bad, right? I couldn't make enough determination for whatever reasons. Now, with all of these weapons, with Logan, with Cole, when, when is Cole Turner going to get on the field for once? You got an update on him? Cole, when yeah. is he going to get on the field? Hey, hey, Steve, I appreciate the call. Answer the question off air. The thing with Cole Turner, and we were talking about this, I believe me and Anthony was talking about this. Amani Rogers has now elevated his play to where they trust him so much and he's a badass on special teams. You can only have, what, three tight ends active the way your numbers work right now. Logan Thomas is active, Bates is active, and, and Armani, Armani Rogers, excuse me, is holding down the tight end three spot. Cole Turner's a bad dude. He just got to get his opportunity, man. The way the injury situation is falling and shaking out, it just isn't his time right now. 301-230-0980. We're giving out our quarter poll commander superlatives. Biggest surprises, biggest disappointments. Team MVP if you got one for me. 
N-E-L-L underscore BTP on Twitter. You can get at me there as well. Let's go to Rick in North Carolina. What's happening? What's going on, Rick? Ricky! Hey, man. How you doing, man? What's going on, man? How are you? All right, man. Uh, my, uh, I, I say surprise, uh, but uh, I, I really thought he was going to improve this year would be Jamin Davis. Um, the biggest disappointment is the um, – I'm disappointed in the offensive line, but uh, what do you expect when Ron uh, uh, signed two fat, overweight guards <laughs> that, that that were released? So I'm not surprised the offensive line is, is in shambles. And my MVP uh, so far would be uh, Jahan Dotson. That's interesting. What, 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 why is everyone so down on Jamin Davis? What, what, what have you not seen from Jamin Davis? Because he's coming off his best game of his career last weekend against Dallas. Yeah, I think I think now that they start they moving him around, sort of like Dallas does Parsons. I mean, he lines on the outside, inside. So I think they realize, you know, the, the man has speed, so you got to utilize that speed. You know, keep him off wide receivers. I don't know why they keep matching up with wide receivers. I mean, he can't chase down uh, C.D. Lamb and those guys, but I think he's improving. Uh, the secondary is garbage because none of our secondary people are starters in this league. Mm. Maybe the closest one would be St. Juice, but. Jackson and Fuller, McCain. You know, I like Cameron Curl, but, you know, he, he was a seventh-round pick, so there was a reason why he was a seventh-round pick. Yeah. But just other than saying juice, I, I, I Just need to see more. I appreciate the call, man. Look, 301-230-0980. We're getting our commander superlatives off here right now. We're at the quarter pole mark. You're a month into the season. Who's been some of your biggest surprises, your biggest disappointments, team MVPs? Lay it all on me. Mark and Laurel going to take us to the break. Mark, give me some superlatives here for the commanders for the first month of the season. Yeah, this is Mark. My, my biggest surprise right now, the way this roster was constructed at the beginning of the season, is that the commanders are not 0-4. That's my biggest surprise right now. <laughs> I figured they would be 0-4 by now when this roster was constructed. But that's surprising they won the game. I'm very surprised about that. And, look, I appreciate the call, my man. Look, Mark, Mark clearly is – of, of the portion of the fan base that's had enough. And I don't blame them. I really don't. I really don't. But to say the team we should be 0-4 right now, come on, Mark. Tap in with me, though. 301-230-0980. We're taking superlative calls the rest of the way. When we come back, we'll play some audio from Mike Garofolo of the NFL Network. They had some interesting comments to make about the quarterback situation in Washington. I'll let you hear that next right here on the Team 980 in the Odyssey app. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.